0: Because of are nothing. You hear me? They please us like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hear them? Okay, then, let's play. But they're cheating us, too. They're against us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. to the Rob Bro Show. I am Rob Bro, your host for today. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I am the host. You are the co-host. If you want to text in, you can 806-855-3712. A lot of options for you today to get into. Again, it's overreaction Monday. If you want to text in 806-855-3712, you can give me what you overreacted to over the weekend. There is lots to overreact to. My main overreaction today is that Mike Gundy is washed. Absolutely done. He is going to get Gary Pattersoned, if not next year, the year after. And as the longer they wait the more disarray oklahoma state will be in as a program they will not be bad as long as mike gundy is there they will not be bad but they're also not going to be good again mike gundy will never go back to a big 12 championship game mike gundy will be 7 and 5 or 6 and 6 in the next 2 seasons But you're going to have to make a move. Or convince Mike Gundy that the NIL and the transfer portal are just the new way of life. It's not just an option, Gundy. It's what's happening. And I did not truly think that until his comments after the game. Where he was not going to talk to his players. He was just going to have their representatives. Send in. Their business dealings. People always talk about the NIL and the. Transfer portal creating a professional feeling. And if that's the way Mike Gundy wants to run his program. It will not work at the college football level. Because college football. At its heart is still about relationships. Now. Do you have to have relationships in the transfer portal? Yes. Do you have to have relationships to keep a guy in Stillwater? Yes. Will there be business dealings in college football in the next five years? Yes. Jordan Addison left Pitt to go to USC. That was a business dealing. There will be free agents. But that's two or three guys on every roster. The last I checked, there are 82 scholarships or something crazy. Actually, don't remember how many actual scholarships there are, but there's a bunch. All right, let's get to the text line. We're going to clean up the last hour and then get into our hour. As we go along, this off the text line... Uh, this team exceeded expectations, not in a record. I didn't expect the team to improve as the year progressed like that. Haven't seen that since 08. Um, I think in a lot of ways you've improved in season over and over. Um, I, I thought Matt Wells' team's improved, but it, to me it was the record at the end of the year. You did improve in record. I mean, you're a game better than you had been. You, you haven't been 7-5 and five in Lubbock. Since 2015, that's seven seasons ago, and it took a Patrick Mahomes hero effort. If they are replacing the turf, can we get the rearing horse double T back at the center field? Hey, I have an overreaction Monday. Uh, my overreaction is kind of a reverse course of what I've been doing. I, I like the level the bevel movement, but if we're going to stick with a three D double T. Bring back some of the old imaging with the 3D double T. Bring back the rearing horse in front of the 3D double T. Give some options that feel classic. Now, it's the centennial, and we're doing all this look into the future. Why can we not tie the past to the future in ways like that? For the centennial season of college football at Texas Tech because you're in the centennial now. Do what you can do to make the past feel like the present. Now, it's not a huge throwback. You could do the Tarbox throwbacks, which would be awesome. But something else you could do is wear those 1990s throwbacks that you've been wearing and just put the 3D double T on the helmet. Old, new. Combos, old, new. Back to the text line, not going to lie, I thought six wins was the absolute ceiling going into this season for Texas Tech. This seven-win season has definitely impressed me. Tech was never out of any game this year, and the new staff seems to have been playing with a different vibe. Best I felt about Tech football going forward in the last decade. Six wins being the ceiling was a common thought. Amongst the fan base. And I think if you're looking specifically at this Texas Tech team. There's still some holes here. And you played through a lot of those holes. This season. And I think those holes are very pluggable. I don't think you have any structural damage in the Texas Tech football program. You don't have to relay the foundation. There was a foundation. And you could argue if that was Sonny Cumbie that laid the foundation or Matt Wells that laid the foundation. But in my opinion, Joey Maguire walked into a sparse house that needed to be redecorated. And maybe you add in a couple of cool features. You, you get shiny new um, facilities put in. You, you rework the bathroom's. But all the pipes, all the electrician work is all solid. The foundation is intact. Awesome. And if in a couple of years you want to pour a new foundation and build a bigger house because you've moved up in the world, sweet. But I think for where you are right now, the foundation was built and Joey McGuire has done a really good job of upgrading the appliances and giving an influx. I think this staff is really good. I'm really high on Tim DeRuiter. Worst game of the year to end the year. But I'm really high on Tim DeRuiter. I'm really high on Zach Kitley, And I don't know why that feels like a an overreaction. But I have been moderately surprised. Not, not really surprised because I know this fan base. But moderately surprised that some of the Approval job rankings that we've seen By the way Job approval Tuesday tomorrow We will update those the week after With the full season of graph. But yeah I think you have to feel Really positive about going into next season From this season I'm glad Tyler Shuck won the last three And I want to give credit where it's due And I'm thankful he did But let's be honest Donovan and Barron Would have won those three games as well I agree Not taking anything from Shuck, but he doesn't impress me. I predicted Tech would finish the season with six wins, so they exceeded my expectations for sure. Yeah, and I think we all talked about going into the West Virginia game, any three of the quarterbacks could win four of the next six. And what happened? You won four of the next six. And I thought going into the Baylor game, you could win five of the next six. You didn't. You got beat by Baylor, but you bounced back. Well, you didn't bounce back immediately because you lost uh, TCU, but after the TCU loss, you bounced back. And there's a lot of small things that this team did that provides another layer moving forward. Finishing with three straight wins. That's really hard to do in the Big 12. Really hard. You've not done it very much. In fact, that's the first time in the Big 12 you've ever done it. A conference winning record. You've not done that in the modern round robin era. Those are great building blocks. Your recruiting has gone up exponentially. Rewind to 13 months ago or so, and the dreamer in me dreamed of progress, but had started to accept being stuck in neutral. Now seven wins with all the Hyatt articles stated from Sunday added to this. I am ecstatic on the progress and culture change. The choice to buy tickets and make the drives and spend the hotel, etc. Cash was rewarded. So thankful I'm in on the ground floor. I would add, instead of looking forward to hoops, we now look forward to an athletic department. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're really excited about baseball season. I still think this basketball season will provide some ups and downs. You, hey, you've you got a lot of young guys on this basketball team. I, I think they're a tournament team, but it's going to take some coming together. Uh, helmet sticker to the Raider Red on the Harley in place of the horse and rider who was on the disabled list for the weekend yeah that was uh that was an interesting (laughs) that's an interesting ride out uh I don't know that the people in line knew that he was gonna rope around and stop at the 50 so they got they got a little scared that he got close to him but uh I like the Harley and it's hard to just pick up a horse and say hey go run in front of you know 30,000 people or whatever it was I don't know how many people were there. We need to look that up, but it's a sparse sparse student section. All right, let's take the break here. When we come back, plenty of more texts to come. Uh We will get through these texts today on the show. We might just be reading texts the entire hour and talking about them. It'll be a fun show. You can chime in with your overreactions on Overreaction Monday, 806-855-3712. We'll be back after this on the Rob Bro Show. Talk three point nine News Money Sports. Hi. Welcome back. Uh, this off the text line, helmet stickers to the Texas Tech student section for throwing batteries at the OU radio guys. And to the Miami Dolphins for not embarrassing the Texans too badly. Line was 14, Dolphins 1 by 15. Uh, the only reason they did that was because they stopped scoring after halftime. Uh, and then put the Texas Tech 100 logos on the 10-yard lines. Yeah. I'm sure there will be some sort of centennial... Uh, option for the turf if it's pain or otherwise somebody else said uh, terrible take no new logos or no new double T's hey all right why why um <laughs> Uh, This might be an OU fan. I'm not sure, Uh, but I can't read that text. If you just text in from an 817 number, um, you know I can't read that. Uh, I always enjoy beating the land thieves. This off the text line. It was fun walking past all their team buses and asking why Texas doesn't fall into the Gulf of Mexico and calling them poor land thieves and asking if Barry Switzer is still cheating. Would Texas Tech ever storm the field in an away game like the Gamecock fans did at Clemson? They are pretty cocky. Saban and Kirby hate NIL too. They need to exit out the door with Gundy. Uh, Yeah, but uh, they don't hate NIL. They don't. And they're using it. There's a difference. Uh, But yeah, I would love to get rid of Saban and Kirby Smart as well. Um, no, I don't think Tech fans would ever storm the field at an away game. I don't think. Now, I would love the opportunity because that means you beat a top 10 team on the road, but I don't know. Some bowl game options. I think Texas Tech will be in the cheese it Bowl. Would you rather face North Carolina... Clemson, or Florida State? North Carolina, Clemson, or Florida State? You can answer that in the poll on at Rob Bro Show on Twitter. Uh, this, I saw Brent Venable shoot puppies from a potato cannon. I heard that. I heard that. No proof, but I heard it. Oh, hey, Rob, rank your favorite Big 12 fans to throw batteries at Mine are, in order, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, (laughs) Iowa State, West Virginia, K-State. You'd rather throw batteries at Texas Tech? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I agree with the top three, probably. Top four. Uh, If it's basketball season, I would move Kansas and West Virginia up toward the top. K-State, Iowa State would be my bottom two. Uh, yeah, I think that's about right. Off the Xavier worthy bandwagon. Uh, what? Oh no. Based on the Xavier worthy news. What happened to Joshua Moore last year? I know he transferred to tech then ended up going somewhere else. Where'd he go? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look that up. I would have to look at th- SMU. Maybe I think he went to SMU and I don't know how he did. Uh, overreaction of the week after the resiliency of the brand, I believe we will go nine and two next year with a seven game winning streak from this year into next year. Uh, well, hopefully you'll go nine and three or 10 and two because you play 12 games. Uh, second overreaction is getting mad at everyone on that cesspool called Facebook with our own fan base calling the team trash and asking for Kitley's head before the first quarter was over. Trust the process. Please trust the process. And I have learned, finally, after eight years in this business, to stay off Facebook in the game. In the game, stay off Facebook. Uh, Don't go back to the articles you post in groups either. Just let them be. Turn off the notifications. Uh, People will argue in the comments. You can just drop the post and leave. How far can you throw a double-A battery? Uh, That depends on wind conditions, elevation, where I am in the stadium. But I think from section 108, I could get it to the sideline. Certainly onto the field level. Uh, But I think I could get it all the way to the sideline. Now, I'm I'm not a, a super accurate thrower of anything. Uh, and I don't know if I could do it from the top row of this stadium. I'm not Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, around the middle of 108 or even 116, 121, 221. What's the upper level? Well, now I'm confusing myself. I don't think I was giving myself enough credit. I think the upper the 216. 2208 is what I was trying to say. But just like from the goal line down the field, I don't know. I have no idea. With the wind in Lubbock, I have no idea. 40 yards? I mean, how hard is it to throw a battery? And do you get the roll distance or is it when it hits the ground? I certainly think I could hit Parker Thune from at least the 50th row up. Am I dumb to think we can be legitimate Big 12 title game contenders next year? Either way, I'm hyped for this team, the bowl game, and the future. Let me answer that question with a simple fact. If you had beaten Kansas State and Manhattan, you would be playing for a Big 12 championship this year with all your problems. One more game. If you had won one more game, specifically the game in Manhattan, that was tied late after getting in a hole, and then you miss a fourth down conversion because of a pass interference, and it kind of spirals out of control... So, in a lot of ways, you were legitimate Big 12 contenders this year, in year one, with three quarterbacks. I don't think TCU can recreate what they're doing next year. I think Kansas State will be just as good next year, though you're probably losing Deuce Vaughn, which is a big loss. So, maybe they are a game or two different. I think Oklahoma State takes a step back. I'll be really interested to see the schedule. And how the new teams acclimate and who you're playing. Because that matters a whole lot more now that you're not playing everybody. So, no, you're not dumb to think that. And a lot of it is across the Big 12. I think a few teams will take a step back. And I think a few teams will take a step forward. I think you're one of the ones taking a step forward. But I I would like to see a schedule before I really make any kind of leaps about what that might look like in year two of Joey McGuire. Uh, but I have said all along since the day he was hired that you're going to win the big 12 championship in his third season. So I think you're right on track. Overreaction Monday. Oh, you won't see a double digit regular season win total again for at least a decade. You heard it here. First 30, 34 will be the first double digit win total for Oklahoma. From now until then, I could throw a double A battery. Okay. I could throw a D battery a quarter mile, is what this texter says. That's got to be like cart path bounce and everything. Uh, If a coach would have put me in the fourth quarter, we would have won state. I believe that. I believe that. Flat double T, 3D double T. I want to see Tech do a 4D double T logo. Dream No Little Dreams. From here it's possible, is what they say. Alright, we'll take the break when we come back. More text off the text line. It's overreaction Monday. We'll even splash a little Twitter news into your face and some Major League Baseball action. I know. This show has everything. You can be involved. 806855-3712. It's Rob Show. Talk 13.9 News. Money. Barts. Welcome back. Such a good song. I would like to see a 4D double T on the field and how they would do that. You would have to play around it, I guess. Um, Maybe you could do some some dimension, some shadowing. Uh, I don't know exactly how to build 4D animation uh, on a field, but... That would be something to behold. This off the text line, we have a vet school and more cattle than God. Why aren't we throwing cow pies at OU opinionist? Now that would be something. That would be something. People people have people have argued and and uh said a lot of things about the Texas Tech fan base over the years. A lot of it has been refuted. Uh and in the year of our Lord 2022, a digital journalist who works on a digital website is making digital claims without taking a picture with his iPhone 14. How dumb is that? And how do you know what a battery feels like that whizzes by? It didn't hit him. It whizzed by. How do you know it's a battery? Obviously, you went and looked at it, but if you're going to look at it, why would you not take a picture? And then his whole thing later was like, oh, I didn't know the tech fans had a sensitive spot about batteries. Buddy, tech fans have a sensitive spot about everything. We're, we are, and people call it sensitive, but we're just tired of it. We're tired of the crap. So, yeah, we defend ourselves. Oh, I'm surprised that he defended himself. Well, talk talk crap and get punched in the face and then be surprised, I guess, Parker. Um, Not a physical punching. We're not a physical fan. We don't throw batteries. At least I don't think we do. I've never seen actual proof. One Oklahoma fan several years ago put up a picture of a battery that was thrown at him in a quick Google reverse search showed that it was a battery from a model train forum. So the dude Googled battery and picked a photo and put it up as proof. If TCU beats Kansas State and ends up playing Michigan, will they get worked like Ohio State? I don't see them doing well against a team that runs and has Nebraska offensive linemen from the 80s and 90s steamrolling defensive linemen. I think the national championship game will be Michigan and Georgia. And quite frankly, I don't know that there are two teams out there that are even close. I don't think TCU will get worked, but... A much better Oklahoma team in 2016 got worked. No, 2016 was the year they went to double overtime with Georgia. Uh, Well, I don't know if that next Oklahoma team that went to the playoff was much better than this TCU team. This TCU team is really good. Kendra Miller and DeMarcado are really good running backs. And Quentin Johnson is a really good wide receiver. And Max Duggan is a really good quarterback. And my overreaction is that they put together their best game against Iowa State of the year. Uh, Did Iowa State quit because they were not any longer bowl eligible? I don't know. But, like, what was it? 55 at least to 14. I don't remember the final score, but not great. Not a great showing for... Iowa state and for all that talk of a five-star culture to finish four and six um, and to not really be all that competitive in the fourth quarter against Oklahoma state or the entire game against TCU and to only be semi-competitive at home. That's not great. That's not a great Five-star culture there for Matt Campbell. And that's his whole shtick. Um, this off the text line, I heard rumors that... I'm not going to say the name. Might transfer after December. Any truth to that, you think? I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. But I will say this. This is about a Texas Tech basketball player. And... If somebody does transfer mid-season, it will be the third straight season that somebody has transferred mid-season. So, it happened during the Beard era. It happened last year. Uh, Yes, it could happen this year. I mean, I can say I hope it doesn't, but it could. I'm not going to tell you it's not going to happen. Joel and Tomway transferred out before Christmas. Siddharth Calhoun transferred out before Christmas. Some guys get to this program and don't like it. It's tough to play for Mark Adams. People always get this happy-go-lucky you know, depiction of Mark Adams. That is not the kind of coach that Mark Adams is. He is a tough, hard-nosed screamer, and it is really hard to play for him. And he gets the best out of guys and you're really good because he coaches like that but it's a it's a fine line to walk this off the text line what are the chances shuck stays for another year man 49% 49% um, I would say it is most likely that Baron Morton is back next year. I would say it's probably sixty forty that Donovan Smith is back next year. And I would say it's least likely that Tyler Shuck is back next year. If all three returned, I would be happy. If Tyler Shuck was back on campus next year, I would not complain about it. He is a capable. College quarterback that can run Zach Kittley's system and will be even better in year two in said system. He can win you games. He's six and zero in games he started and completed. I am hesitant. To say that he's not going to play college football next year. But I always thought that he was going to just put enough on tape. And then bet on himself and go to the NFL. If that's his goal. You don't have to go in the first round of the draft to be successful in the NFL. You just have to get on a roster. And Tyler Shuck is the kind of quarterback who can go and be really good in practice and win a job in camp and cash checks for a long time, like Davis Webb. Davis Webb's still cashing NFL checks. Tyler Shuck is that good that he can be one of the best 96 quarterbacks in the NFL and be on a roster. And if that's his end goal... I don't know why he waits another year. And I certainly don't know why he goes to another program to do it. So to me, his best options are Texas Tech or uh, a professional route. Does he have ideal tape? No. Does he have three seasons of tape? Yes. Ish he has tape from 3 seasons. Um so we'll see. I really don't know the the answer to that, but the the chances I think are low that he's back at Texas Tech. Where does he go? That's a great question. That's a great question, but I hope for the best of him. Right? And I I never wished him ill, will. I'm really glad that he fought back. A lot of guys would have left last year after the coaching change. He stuck around. A lot of guys would have packed it in after a second straight collarbone and would have said, I'll try again somewhere else. But he stuck it out, and he he went and won three games, which is hard to do. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, this off the text line. If Shuck comes back, I think Morton leaves. I, I just don't think that. I mean, Baron Morton is still young. People always get the the misconception. I think that quarterbacks uh, want to be on the field immediately, and they do. But with 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 Baron Morton, he's a redshirt freshman. So he'll be a sophomore next year uh, with an opportunity to play two full seasons under Zach Kitley. That is plenty to be a first-round NFL draft pick. Does he want to play three full seasons? Does he want to play a sophomore and junior season and leave? Um, Again, is there a better situation than Texas Tech for Baron Morton? Because that's why you would leave is there a better situation out there that you could slip into and not have to learn another new offense? Because as a freshman, he's learned two new offenses. So, I don't think it's as easy as either Shuck or Morton come back. If Shuck comes back, I think they're both back. In fact, if I had to put odds on it, I would say, you know, it's eighty-five percent that Barron Morton is back. Um overreaction Monday for Rob, Tyler Shuck is good to be good enough to be on an NFL roster. He is. He is good enough. He is good enough to be on an NFL roster. I think you overrate NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> Tyler Shuck is as good as Davis Webb, and I think Tyler Shuck is really smart. And can be valuable to an NFL team. And if Tyler Shuck left today. And said I'm declaring for the NFL draft. I don't know that he would get drafted. But he would 100% be one of the first undrafted free agents taken. And I think somebody would take a flyer on him in the draft. I think Tyler Shuck is a draftable quarterback. He has all the measurables that you want. He's got all the, the... the mentals that you want. He's a smart kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders outside of that. You can tell he's a leader. Two different staffs picked him as the starter. Three different staffs. He's won three quarterback competitions. At Oregon, to replace Justin Herbert. At Texas Tech in year one, and at Texas Tech in year two. And that's three different coaching staffs three different offensive coordinators. He's learned three different offenses in three different years, has grasped them faster than anyone else, and has been named the starter. Do I have my personal issues with thinking that Tyler Shuck is a premier college football player? Yes, but I think that's a fine line between making an NFL roster and being a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And I was fine with him starting this year. But in my opinion, if you wanted to be good next year, I just think you should start the guy who you want to start in year two. And to me, that was Baron Morton. I don't know if Baron Morton would have been a better choice than Tyler Shuck this year. But he was the choice I would have made. And that's my job here is to tell you what I think. This off the text line, did you see Tyler Shuck call out the question? Co- <laughs> yes, I saw it, and I've talked about it a lot. Uh, you can listen to my answers on that on the Gambling Gauchos episode. Uh, you can read where I talked about it on Twitter, or you can listen to the podcast of the Raiderland where we talked about it. I'm not going to rehash that right now. Um, I've I've said it a bunch. Um, it is what it is, in all honesty. Uh, I believe people on the Sports Animal Radio Station in Oklahoma are probably not happy about hearing college football fans on their station this week. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. They're not hearing a lot of happy college football fans, no. Uh Oklahoma State down. Oklahoma down. Mike Gundy washed. Brent Venables never was, has been. I mean, they are the the, the state of Oklahoma's in a bad bad college football world as they wake up today, Tulsa fired their coach. By the way, So Tulsa, bad. Oklahoma, bad. Oklahoma State, bad end. They were not bad all year, but they certainly finished poorly. All right, it's been a great Overreaction Monday. We have one more segment. When we return, we'll get to it. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Overreaction Monday. You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll be back after this. Bob Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. It's been a wonderful program today. Thank you to everyone who's texted in. We'll continue on the text line. As of now, who runs quarterbacks? I can't read. (laughs) Doing text line shows always kills me because I can't read out loud. man. It gives me flashbacks to fourth grade where you have to sit in a circle and read and then Every time you mess up, they, the teacher would just say next. I don't know if anybody else had to do that. I would get like three words in and get nexted every time. Oh, man. Why'd you pause? There's no comma there. I don't know. I just can't read. Um, as of now, who as quarterback runs Kitley's offense best in your valuable opinion? Well, thank you for assuming my opinion is valuable. It's certainly valuable to me. Bear Morton. I've thought this the entire year. I thought it even more after we saw him play. I thought it before the season. Bear Morton is the prototypical air raid Zach Kittley quarterback. I think if you want to run the ball more, Tyler Shuck is the best option. And I think if you want to have a dog out there, it's Donovan Smith, Donovan Smith. I think Donovan can make all the throws. I think Donovan can certainly throw to the sideline better than Tyler Shuck does. Uh, that is not in his bag. Uh, Tyler Shuck can make a lot of NFL throws. The opposite hash to the sideline throw is not one of them, though you don't have to make that throw in the NFL very often. Uh, the hashes are thinner. That's a much harder throw in college football. And Tyler Shuck tries it a lot. Uh, Tyler Shuck has a really good deep ball. I mean, there there was no lies detected through watching all of these quarterbacks play that you go back to some of Joey McGuire's comments before the season saying... We have three good quarterbacks. And I do think that all three of these quarterbacks are generally equally good. I think very marginally, Baron Morton is the best quarterback with the highest ceiling. Does that mean he's the best right now? No, but I think he eventually will be. And that's why I wanted him to play this year. I also think Tyler Shuck does a lot of good things. I, I can think all three of them are good. That's my right. <laughs> a lot of people think there has to be a, a positive and then enforced by a negative. Like you can't just think both things are positive and you can. not I think all three quarterbacks are good. And I understand why they chose Tyler Shuck. And I understand why they went with Tyler Shuck for the final three weeks. And I also can say I didn't understand why they stuck with Tyler Shuck against TCU when he didn't look like he had it. And I don't know why they put him in for the final two minutes against Baylor, four minutes against Baylor, when his first pass attempt was a pick six. The Sports Animal has Al Eskba as host. He makes Don Williams look like a young whippersnapper. And I bet he says words like whippersnapper. Uh, I like Shuck a lot, this is a text. I I mean, not to say that I don't. It's just I'm reading a text here. Uh, But his resume is nowhere near long enough to get drafted. All right. I'm sorry I have to do this. Do you remember Mitchell Trubisky? He started 11 games in his college career, and he was drafted like fourth overall. You do not have... Everyone listen to me. Everyone open your ears and listen to me. When professional teams draft players, they don't draft on production. They draft on prediction. They draft on forward-thinking He might be this. They call it potential. And in practice, at a pro day, Tyler Shuck will make every single throw that you want. You're going to look at Brock Osweiler and uh, that other guy the, the Broncos drafted, thank God, in front of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't even remember his name. He's out of the league. You're telling me all those guys can go out and get... Davis Webb got drafted in the fourth round. Tyler Shuck's resume is good enough to be drafted into the NFL because he can make the throws. And he's tall. That's all you need to be to be an NFL quarterback. We have more texts, but we'll have to get to them later. Maybe I'll tweet some answers about the text. You can keep texting 806-855-3712. We'll be back for the Raiderland tomorrow. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340. It's advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.